Yes, people, how are we all doing? I hope everyone's doing great. Welcome back to Process, a podcast with myself, Brendan Pearson. So today we are joined by yet another guest, Mr. Sean Evans. So Sean, if you don't know who he is, is a personal trainer based in Jesmond in Newcastle at Hera Fitness. So we talked with Sean about his youth days back in school where he had to deal with a little bit of bullying. We talked about how he dealt with that mentally and also how he used sport in the name of tennis to kind of escape from that. We then also talk about the influence of social media, especially on the younger generation these days, and even more especially in the fitness industry. We then talk about how Sean ended up pursuing his passion for fitness in the name of personal training, how he left one job to go to another job, ended up doing a nine to five job while trying to qualify for his personal training, then also qualifying, how he dealt with PT in, in the morning, then going to a nine to five job, then PT in at night time, and then also trying to fit a training session in, meaning he didn't finish until half 11 at night and was up again at 4 p.m. the next day, which is crazy how he did that. We finally touch on how he managed to get a grenade sponsorship and the story behind that. And then we finally talk about how finding something that you really truly do enjoy doing can lead to not only a happier life, but consistency in your career and success. So, it was a pleasure having Sean on the podcast. He's a top guy, really down to earth. Just quickly before we start the podcast, apologies for the audio on this one. I've listened back to it and for some reason the audio isn't fantastic. So just bear with me on this one, but I hope you still enjoy the episode. We'll get on with it now. This is Process. Yes, people, welcome back to Process. Today we're joined by yet another guest. Today we're joined by personal trainer, Sean Evans. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Cheers. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries, mate. So just to start off with, obviously, we kind of know of each other from the local area and stuff like that, but I'd like to learn a little bit about yourself. So for anybody as well who, who doesn't know who you are on the podcast, uh, what do you do and kind of what's your backstory starting from maybe back when you were at school? How did you kind of develop a passion for fitness? So, yeah, um, so I'm Sean, Sean Evans. I'm from like the local area around Hayden Bridge as well. So I'm around Pruitt area, so not far from Hexham. Um, and yeah, it's just pretty much in the middle of nowhere. So I don't really get to see many people, as you, yeah, as you probably know yourself. Like, it's it's pretty... Everyone thinks about we from where I am from. From weirdos. But apart from that, like, where do I start? So is it, is it a school that you want to you wanna start with, is it? Yeah, we'll so, start yeah. off It's start off talking about school so yeah kind of you might not have had an interest in sport a lot of people that i've spoke to kind of especially in the personal training world they always kind of start off with that interest in sport and then it goes naturally but some people go down yeah. different paths so it'd be interesting to hear your story yeah so i've been to a few schools and um, i've been all over the place like the first like where we live it's like first school middle school high school like we don't get like the primary and second school and um, so i started off in three first schools and um, got bullied on all three of them and went into middle school, which is down Ovendrum. Um, it was more like a sporty school, and that's when I kind of started getting into sport. Um, funny enough, it was tennis. Um, I used to be like a little rake. Like, I used to be very, very, very skinny back in the day. Yeah. Um, and then I went up to high school in Prudence, um, and they were my all my schools there. So it was like five schools in total when it should have been three. Um, but yeah, I've had a pretty... It, I've, I've had a decent childhood, but obviously I've had quite a hard childhood as well, just by like... And just the way I was, I wasn't very confident mm-hmm. Um, didn't know really what I was kind of like here for, did, like, you know what I mean? So 
Uh, yeah, tennis was like my first ever, like, kind of freedom of of how I was because obviously I got bullied quite a lot in school. Um, so I started doing that like four or five hours in the night time, um, and then I got scouted. So, which came out of nowhere. I didn't get coached at all for the two. Like it was two years of just solid training every single night, and yeah and then just a random coach came up to us saying like look do you want to get some sessions and stuff and i was just like well at the moment i'm just having a good time like i'm just having a good time with like the lads down at the, the tennis court but apparently this lad sort of like good potential in me so mm-hmm. um cracked on with that and then i had like a sit down with them this was when i was about 16 17 i think it was um and you sat us down saying look we've got really good potential if you want to start coaching so i was like not it and yeah you actually did it for free so that yeah. kind of brought me in. I was like, you know what it is? Like, what the heck? Why not? Uh-huh. And this is when I was doing my GCSEs, like my GCSEs as well. So obviously I was studying hard for them. And then tennis as well. So pretty much my life was going to school and then go and play tennis for like four or five hours on a night time for about five days a week. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden I just like, I just lost my passion for it. Like I didn't, I wasn't happy with like my, like, with my body confidence. Because I got to the point, obviously, I wasn't, I didn't know what a calorie was back then. I didn't have a clue how to eat properly. I was just eating when I was hungry and then I was playing four or five hours playing tennis. But, and then um got to high school and that's the thing, that's when things changed. Then my mates got us into a gym and that's when I fell in love with it. And then, yeah, kind of progressed from there. But yeah. obviously I'll talk more, I'll talk more about that when we... Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's interesting because obviously, like I said, the first time we spoke, but going back to, if you don't mind talking about it, you kind of... Bullying, what was it? What was the kind of bullying over? Like, I know what it's like being in school. Like, to be fair, I was a similar, I was never really a big kind of like well built lad. I was always tall, but it was always a small piece. Yeah. The people with small man syndrome, like, you always used to pick on pick on me kind of thing. But, yeah. like, I didn't really feel like I had the confidence to stand up for myself, even though I was like a few inches taller than everybody else. I had that like feeling where like I went in my shell sort of thing. So, it'd be interesting to kind of talk yeah. about. Um, what the what the bullying was about and kind of how you how you dealt with it yourself? I was just weird, man. Like I was just like thinking <laughs> back to it, I was actually I was a proper weirdo. Like I just I didn't know how to present myself around people, and then obviously that awkwardness. People kind of and I, I just said stupid stuff. Do you know what I mean? That I thought I was like I was trying I was trying to blend in, but mm-hmm. obviously people noticed that and they were like, "What's this? Like, what's this kid saying?" Like you know, and and all of a sudden, obviously, like the way I kind of presented myself, like dress-wise as well, like it didn't have a decent haircut. Um, like I, I, I actually just had a ball cut. Like I'll send you the picture later on, but like, yeah. oh, I'll stick, I'll stick um, it as the um, picture on the podcast. That'll just be sure oh that was <laughs> Click bait, man. Um, but no, like obviously, just the way I dressed and stuff like that, and the way I came across, like people just, I wasn't, I wasn't cool enough to like blend in with the crowd. You know what I mean? So. Mm. Yeah, um, and it was, I think it was a sport that kind of got me more, it was kind of like, I was just more happy doing that than I was in the classroom, because if I'll be honest with you, I wasn't that good at school, I didn't enjoy it, um, I didn't have any interest at all sitting in a classroom for an hour, a teacher, kind of just going through loads of crap, you know what I mean, so, um, but yeah, it was like sports, I, I did athletics and tennis, they were like my two main uh, sports, and obviously I had a bit of like footy and stuff on a Sunday with like a couple of the lads as well. And then from there, that's when I just start getting more confident in myself, just like being around more people. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think there's probably a lot of like, if there's young lads listening, obviously I don't know how young the youngest person you listen to my podcast is, but being like, even yourself saying that you're a bit of a weirdo, like being a bit more of an outcast is probably the best way to put it. Like, yeah. it's yeah, hard, yeah. like, 
even when you get older, there's times where I felt like I've always been an outcast. Maybe it's because like, a lot of my, a lot of the time I was in town with football, and obviously there is a difference between kind of townies and us country mm. lot. Like, yeah. Even, yeah, even now my friendship groups are completely different. Like my friendship groups in town are better here, so there's a different mindset. I think with a different kind of confidence in a sense that we're kind of keep ourselves to ourselves. And I think especially when you're a young lad and you're you feel like you're you're left out and stuff. You do try and pretend to be someone that you're not, which is probably the best way to go about it. Which you, the thing is, you learn that down the line, don't you? To kind of yeah. come out your shell and be be yourself. But it takes it takes time for that to actually happen. It's fine saying to someone, "Go and be yourself," but they yeah. don't. They're not naturally going to do that. I think it's a lot harder nowadays as well. Because obviously, I'm I'm not talking about like 15 years ago. I was obviously only left school about six years ago. But obviously, social media wasn't. I don't think wasn't that big around then. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's obviously it's huge, and I think the younger lads are now getting pushed into like presenting themselves on social media as well as in person as well. Obviously, 100%. back then I didn't social media. Like I didn't. I wasn't really into it. Obviously, you remember Instagram? Yeah. How you had like the white board around you, like the, yeah. around your pictures. Like it was so bad. Um, but yeah, so you haven't got the worry of, I mean, you do have the worry, sorry, of presenting yourself in person, but obviously social media is affecting a lot of people mentally as well, mm-hmm. which a lot of my Instagram posts is obviously around like the mentality of just being yourself and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think definitely it's, the, it's, sorry, what were you saying? No, it, I'm saying it's definitely harder now than it is like when we were in school. Um, Hundred percent. Because I think even like when we were at school, if you got bullied, it was kind of like you were just bullied at school, and that was it then. And then you kind of yeah. you weren't getting it at home, kind of thing. You could kind of like you said, you had your tennis and stuff, which is something to talk about as well. Having that sport to kind of switch off and zone out and just get into like like you've probably heard of it, the flow state where you're literally not thinking about anything. It's kind of that's there for you. But like I was saying, back to the point. Nowadays. You're probably getting bullied at school. You go home, you look on Instagram or Snapchat or Instagram and, you, um, and Facebook. You're going to get bullied on there as well. There's going to be maybe pictures of yeah. you or comments and stuff like that. So I do feel yeah. for like, I think we were probably, we're like the last generation that missed out on that sort yeah. of thing. Like I'm looking at my yeah. cousins and that growing up now who are a few years younger than me and they're all on this social media. They, they kind of, they almost get this extra pressure to look good on there. So I see a lot of young people now wearing designer clothes, which... I never used to have like girls and no. girls wearing makeup. Like we like girls in my year never used to wear makeup until like sixteen, if that probably, even maybe yeah. a bit older. So yeah. there is that 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 pressure's been built up, I think, just through social media and what the world's like these days. So I know we we probably had it slightly easier, but in a sense we'll come and talk about your your kind of tennis and your your other sports to kind of yeah. get your mind off things. But if I think a lot of kids these days as well don't really do that as much because they're kind of so stuck on Xbox, on the phone, so that they don't get out and about and they maybe don't yeah. do stuff like that as well. Yeah. And that's another topic topic to talk about. But go back to yourself. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to the that side of it. One, when did you kind of flip that switch and kind of start building your confidence up to kind of become the person that you kind of are today, which is obviously you can tell you're a lot more confident in yourself. Yeah. It was definitely the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I saw more changes in myself going to the gym than I did playing tennis. Um, obviously, it's the progression in tennis, I think, is really good. But I feel like it's dying out in, in, in a way. But back then, it was kind of like a, a big thing to kind of go into. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, with like the big ones like Andy Murray and all that kind of stuff. Like obviously, I want to look up to them. But I was like, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? And plus, the coach that I had was just constantly 
pressuring me constantly all the time and I didn't mm. I, I didn't really want that and then I like I lost interest in that sport just because of that reason Um, I like being on my own and just doing my own thing and then um, so obviously it was confidence wise obviously a couple of my mates who I stayed close with in high school they actually got me into like a into a leisure centre and um, the first few sessions were absolutely mint and then as I said I just fell in love with it and then I actually got my membership because it was like a month free that I had I remember um, and then once that was done, it was like 30 quid for the year. But at that time, I got myself um, a job in retail, which is JD Sports in the Metro Centre. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that got, um, obviously I was a lot more confident as well because I was talking to more and more people. I was talking to a wider range of people as well there because you have you have all sorts going on there. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you get a, you get a, quite a funny bunch of people going to JD. Um, that's a tough yeah, so, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was there for four years as well as doing like the gym and stuff. And I feel like thinking back now, like I thought I was absolutely huge back then because obviously every lad they go in the gym, don't they? The first month they're like they think like the very yeah. Ronnie Coleman. Like, they get a pump and that's um, it, massive. <laughs> <laughs> Walking through the door sideways <laughs> and stuff. Like but yeah, so obviously I just stuck with that, and then I got more. Then actually, the manager of JD was really into like bodybuilding stuff as well so I got more talking to him and then we went to the gym and stuff or whatnot and then he was talking to me about nutrition and that's when I started realizing like basics of the stuff so obviously when I was playing tennis I didn't really know much about nutrition like I said before um but I think with the gym um I think nutrition is a lot different than you are just playing tennis um, uh-huh. so I looked into that and then I went out these managers course on JD and stuff and I thought I was going to then progress like with the future with that company and then same again, I just didn't like, like, I couldn't see him the future in that company. Like, I don't, I feel like I don't like working for anybody. So mm-hmm. that's when I started looking into, like, you know what it is? I love the gym. Like, what can I do? And then a PT um, came up to me and was like, look, I've been on this course. Why don't you just do a course? And then I looked into it and it was the price of the courses, man. Like, they were so expensive. And um, obviously I was only working in retail. So like, the money wasn't great. Do you know what I mean? So like, you're talking about nearly 1500 to, to grand for this course. And I was like, there's absolutely no chance. So like I held it off, held it off, held it off. And then obviously I'm getting older and older and older and older. And I was like, what am I like, what am I doing with my life here? So I was, I was, I was, I was a bit of a rush. So I didn't know what to do. And I'm not a type of person who like asks my parents for money or ask anyone for money. Like everything that I've, I've, I've had, I've just kind of used my own money for. But obviously, he was just forking out that fifteen hundred to two thousand pounds for a PT course that might not have even got as a job at the end of it. You know what I mean? So it was just the thought, and I think I feel like it was the risk of taking the course um, as well. So I'll go through how I got onto the course. So basically, I left JD Sports as well. I decided one day I was on a one or ten shift, and I was like, "No, it is nah, Don't like this." I left after my break, had my dinner, left, and I was like, "I'm sorry, but I just can't be here anymore." Um, went straight over the road to Starbucks, right? This is actually quite a funny story. So I went from JD to the drive through Starbucks next to the Merit Centre. And I was like, look, can I have a job? <laughs> Literally on that same day. Because um, this is where I used to go all the time. Like, mm. And I, I, I used to get on with the staff. And then the manager was like, look, here's a form. Go and fill it out. And fill it out next day. Fill it in. And she got us a job. So from leaving JD Sports, I was working at Starbucks the next day. Yeah, um, and then throughout that time, I was looking for, so I was with a girlfriend at the time, and she helped me with like a covering letter for this big stocks and shares finance company. Um, I don't know if I'm like blabbering on here a bit, but. No, mate, keep going. It's it. good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, but 
So I was applying for this finance job and eventually got that. So obviously I did the whole interview stage and stuff and went there. And then this was an apprenticeship. So it was a two-year apprenticeship and managed to steal that. This was like an office job, nine or five. So I went from hating this retail job, working with people to another job, working with people. And then I went to another job, working with people. So <laughs> I just didn't know, I, I was I, like, I just didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like this apprenticeship allowed me to get another qualification. So that's what I thought about it. So what went through my head is as I was working at Starbucks, um, I applied for this job. Whilst I was waiting back, I was kind of just in a bit of cash. You know what I mean? Saving up some my money for this PT course. Um, so I was in the finance job um, and then about a year down the line, I saved up enough money to actually fork out this, um, this PT course. And yeah, so from there, it was very, very hectic. So I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Um, basically my days were, it was in Durham. So it wasn't, it wasn't online course, which was quite good. So I went all the way to Durham on a Saturday. So it didn't interfere with my Monday, my Friday job. So obviously I stuck in really hard with that. Um, and then went to this course. It was only for one day and then the rest of it was all me. I don't know about yourself. Did you do the online course? Uh, mine, was, mine was online. So luckily I was, the way that my course worked was, I was still at Newcastle playing football full time and I was injured. So there was a new online course literally just setting up and I was the first, per I was like the test dummy pretty much. So I was quite, I was pretty fortunate. So obviously it was all online and then I would go and do my assessments on whichever day I kind of done it that sort of way. But it was pretty much all online, all the learning and then I'd do the exams in, in person sort of thing. Yeah. Um. I feel like online's good. Obviously, if you can't get like, there's not many, not not many companies allow you to actually come in and have a classroom and do all this stuff. But I was really lucky, and um, was actually the girlfriend at the time that did my covering there. And um, obviously, we split up and whatnot. And then it was actually her dad was like, "Look, I know a mate that's literally just um, opened up a gym and he's doing. He's he's passed all these qualifications to be a teacher for this um, active IQ. I think it was. Mm -hmm. Um, I got in touch with him, but like, I went with a few companies. I was kind of like had my head switched on so I was asking them a lot of questions and I feel like a lot of the responses were just like um um like they didn't have a clue how to sell this course which obviously I wasn't going to pay this much money for them just to get some commission do you know what I mean like I really wanted to I was I was kind of using my brain and asking them the questions instead of asking me the questions obviously I'm paying a lot of money obviously I've worked hard for it as well um so eventually I went over to this company and it was Result Fitness in Durham and I went in, had a face-to-face -face talk, and I was like, he was asking for PTs. It, so it wasn't so much the theory side. I think anyone can pass a theory course on a theory test on a PT course. Like it's pretty, it's GCSE biology. I think like it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, but it was the like the physical side of it. So he wanted PTs to actually how to come across the client. Do you know what I mean? And how to approach them, how to talk to them properly. Um, and I really liked that. So I was like sign me up so but what was good is he did monthly installments it was only a thousand pound for this course as well because it was the first it was like the first um like block that he was offering mm -hmm. i was like spawn so it was obviously it was a 12 week and then it split up like 250 pound each month which was which was quite good so it was very affordable um so yeah so i was doing that and then obviously i had my nine or five job as well which i was doing a like a pretty hectic qualification for that like it was really stressful um so basically my days were nine or five and then going to Starbucks at night time and um, doing two hour shift there as well. And then straight that. after that, I was doing, I, yeah. And then I was 
and was um, studying for my PT course as well. So obviously I was studying for my finance degree, then working in Starbucks and then doing my quali- like my studying for my qualification for my PT as well. So I was obviously for 12 weeks. I didn't really have a life at all for 12 weeks then. It was, abs- I don't, to be fair, thinking back now, I don't know how I did it. Yeah. And um, like pretty much working three jobs. Um, and then I got to the point, obviously I qualified. I got all my logo designs done two weeks before I qualified. Um, got my social media out there. Obviously, I posted a lot of videos when I was in the gym anyway, so people kind of knew I was into fitness. Um, I kept it really quiet. I didn't tell anybody about my doing this PT course either. And then as soon as I put this logo out, um, people were like, whoa. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, like, like so. Um, so, yeah, then I, I've actually eventually picked up a few clients before I even got into a gym. And funny enough, I actually started in Sculpt. I don't know if you, I, I don't know if yeah. you didn't know that. I've, um, seen, yeah, so. I've seen a few, like an old picture or something. I've seen you in Sculpt. So I was like, oh, did you start there? Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was only there for like, oh, like three, three or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, managed to pick up a few clients there. But then obviously my job, oh, like thinking back, mate, I don't know how I did it. But like I was working 6 to 8 a.m. having to take two clients in the morning jumping straight in the shower, driving straight over the town, parking up, getting there for like nine o'clock and then do my nine or five. And I'll be back over the gym, getting a shower, eating my lunch and then having about two or three clients on night time as well as train. Is that, was, say, that was me for it. What was your training looking like at that, at that time? Was it just short and sharp, get in, get out? So like I've got my best mate who you probably see on Instagram. Like he helped me out like, like massively. He came out of his, out of his way. He came down. Um, and obviously I had something to train with there as well. This was like 10 o'clock at night. Obviously I had my own keys there. So it was, it was really, like, it was, it was good. Um, and Adam, obviously, you know, the owner of yeah. Sculpey was like, look, knock yourself out. Just, just obviously tidy up before you, before, before you leave. Um, and I got all my, like my videos, my photos done by, by my best mate. So he did all that for me. Obviously I edited and stuff. He just took the photos and then, but I, I feel like the training, was mostly just like maintaining, like I couldn't progress from it because I was just absolutely shattered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I didn't get out of, get out of scope to about half 11 at night. And then I was up again at like half four, five o'clock to then go back to scope to have oh, like nice. two or three people in the morning. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how I did it. Yeah, um, I was going to say, how long did you maintain that for? Would you say it was like three to four months probably or maybe longer than that? Did you maintain that sort of sleeping schedule, training clients and stuff? Yeah, so obviously, like, I didn't have loads of clients. I had about five, four at the time. But obviously, then four were training me three or four times a week. So it wasn't every single day with me. It was, like, every other day that I was waking up at, like, half oh, four to get there. So it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, constant. And then, obviously, in a weekend, like, I wasn't at work. So it wasn't too bad. But I feel like from Monday to Thursday, it was fine. And, like, I think the Thursday morning, Friday, I was just, I just hit a wall. And then yeah. here's me going to this finance company. I have to do meetings and stuff. And I was, like, and I was, I was walking zone. Yeah, I was living off coffees and that, like, six five or six coffees a day yeah. um yeah it was it was pretty hectic i feel i feel like a lot of people need need to go through them sort of times though because it kind of like yeah. it, it teaches you a lot of lessons and like going back to your point yeah. like when you first talked about leaving gd going to start but you didn't know what you wanted to do like i think a yeah. lot of people are probably scared to do that because they, they, they might be the type yeah. of person that, there might be people who were in your position and they might still be a GD in five, ten years' time, thinking like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do this. Then when you as you were just like one day, like it does sometimes take that one day that's really bad just to go, you know what? Fuck this, I'm I'm off. I'm doing something else, like yeah. I'm, what I really want to do. Yeah. Then you try something else, you try Starbucks, you try this, that, and the other, you try different things, and then yeah. you'll find something. 
And then when you find that something like your example, you'll make it work. Even if you've got a night to five job and you're in the gym at half 11 yeah. at night, like you will find that yeah. thing. And once you, it's addictive in a way, which is probably what, one of the main things that kept, kept you going and kept it kind of going I to the like, point now. I feel like if you enjoy what you do, you're going to do anything you can to kind of get into that, like to yeah. where you want to be. Um, but I feel like if there's any young lads listening, like you're young, like you're probably still living at home and stuff like that, like do it, you know what I mean? You haven't got anything to pay for or nothing. So like yeah. if you don't like the job that you're in, just, just leave. There's plenty of, there's plenty yeah. of them like jobs to just keep you going. Like I think it's always good to start with to kind of do the, um, do the crappy jobs and the crappy hours, which like, I wish as a young lad, like talking about like, uh, like going sidetracked, like talking about young footballers, I feel like I missed out on that a lot because I literally went from school to full-time football I never really had to do them like crappy little jobs, some like working in a pub, pulling pints, or like yeah. uh, working at Starbucks. So I think I feel like I missed out on that, and it took me until I was like twenty, how old would I mean, twenty-two, to actually get a quote-unquote proper job because that that was when I kind of stopped full-time football, and it was a big like like well, what's this? What's like what's these eight-hour shifts? Yeah. What's these thirteen-hour shifts? I don't know what I don't know what's happening here. Normally it was just like get up. Go training, train, go in the gym in the afternoon, chill at night time. That was it. So I think, like, bringing it back to the point, like, just try different things and having that kind of, that job just to keep you going, just, like, to get, even if it's, like, a few hundred quid just in a month. Yeah. When you're young, like, you don't need to pay for rent, you don't need to pay for mortgages, bills, whatever. And then yeah. just try different things, just as long as you've got that little bit of income to, like, have a life, in a sense. Um, that's all you really need, but try different things. And what you've done is a perfect example. Um, so yeah. moving forward after obviously you were at Sculpt I know you moved on moved on gyms after that what what kind of happened from there yeah. um, what from Sculpt to him yeah from or... Sculpt when you were still doing from when you were still doing your 9 to 5 job and then obviously training your 4 or 5 clients as well yeah so it was a couple of people who left Sculpt who now went to this place called Hamer I, I, obviously I've, I've followed them and I've seen the videos that they're putting out and stuff as well and it was more close to and like my office where I was working mm. it was just very easy because I feel like a lot of the a lot of my clients couldn't really get to school because a lot of them like didn't really drive and I feel like where it was it was pretty difficult so I was kind of getting more into the location of where this new place is and it was more beneficial for them like it wasn't really so much for me like school was a really good place to, to train myself you know what I mean it was really good but for my clients it was just it was a bit of a pain for them because they had to like get off the nearest bus station was up at like and um, what's that place about school? Um, uh, I know what you mean, but I don't well, know. But it's because it's close aye, to, like, like it was, an industrial estate, like not industrial estate, but industrial parks. Yeah. Thing, so it's a bit over to get to for, for buses yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, and I, I feel like I just wasn't, I wasn't a fit in school. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't, because obviously I was that busy. I couldn't really like mingle with them. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I was kind of in and out, in and out, in and out. And um, obviously they were going nights out and stuff and I wasn't really like, in, like invited in a way. But it was just because I just didn't really even say like hello to them. Do you know what I mean? I was in yeah. and out, in and out. Um, and yeah, so I just I kind of had to leave. Um, but it was like a few people left just fine for the same kind of reason, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think the, the place that I'm at now, like, the people there are great. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's fantastic. I like, guess obviously my clients are liking it because no one's heard of it. That's what I like about it. Do you know what I mean? So it's very private for them. Um, yeah. It looks like a very decent set. To be fair, I've seen a few pictures and stuff like that of it. It looks yeah. a very good setup. So how is your yeah. 
how was your kind of client base progress from then? So obviously having the four or five clients moving over, um, how did you, what kind of ways did you find best in terms of picking up clients? Was it word of mouth? Was it like social media and stuff or what, what kind of helped was, you build up? It was definitely, it was definitely social media because I feel like a lot of PTs um, start out in a like commercial. Um, I don't know if you do you start uh, a commercial gym? Yeah, uh, technically, yeah. I've only been in one gym. I've started personal training since I literally started in December. So oh, I, mean, I haven't been doing it very yeah. long. I've, just, I've, had, I've, I've had a, I've had an Instagram account um, for like a year, maybe. Yeah. But I only yeah. started in November. Right. Oh, I know not long. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think like ninety percent of like new PT starting a commercial gym because. To get paid as well, do you know what I mean? Like, well, some gyms do, or you have to like work so many hours to pay your rent or whatever. But I feel like it's easy for them for the obviously they can approach more people because you get like you get walk-ins all the time. I feel like if you're good with marketing, like with your social media and stuff, it's kind of six and two threes. And I think social media is even bigger than people coming in. Um, so you're gonna dress yourself more to more and more people on social media. That's what I thought. Obviously, I had my best mate. He was good with the camera. Obviously, I've taught him how to use the camera and whatnot. And I feel like it's a six and two threes. Like either you go to social media or you go to a commercial gym and you do it like the old fashioned way and do it face to face. Obviously, I chose to go into a private gym because I didn't have time to go into a commercial gym. Like the only time I can go in is at nine, nine, ten o'clock at night and yeah. have the keys to myself. You know what I mean? Like it was, I couldn't do it. Um, so time went on and I finally qualified this. It was like two years. Well, I did it in the 18 month um, disqualification. Got my certificate, I sat down at my desk like a week later and I was like, what am I still doing here? <laughs> I was like, I had a I, like I had a big decision to make. Um spoke with the parents and whatnot and kind of got their opinion if I want to go self-employed or have a like a stable job in a way, do you know what I mean? So so I had a big decision and obviously they were like, just go for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like what you got to lose. And I was like, yeah. So obviously I still have the clients that I have now. Um so went in the next day and I was like, look. Cheers for your time, but I was like, I'm not coming in tomorrow. <laughs> like, what, what was yeah. that reaction like from them? To be fair, because basically, like with the apprenticeship, what happened was every two weeks I had like a like an interview with like my like, with my tutor, um, like North Northrum Uni used to come to uh, to the office every two weeks and just have a catch up of how I was doing and whatnot. And my manager at this company was like. How's your PT going? Like, how is that? Every single time he's asking me about it. He knew I wanted to do this. Do you know what I mean? So when I said to him, I was like, he was like, we're, we're kind of waiting for this. Do you know what I mean? Like, we weren't expecting you to stay on and often. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty emotional because everyone there, I got on with it. Like, I got everyone from there, but it wasn't like my age. They were all like 30 and above. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but I kind of had, kind of had the attitude going in. Like, I was the only fitness one there. Like, everyone, like, who works in office, like, they're just kind of, yeah. I don't want to say too much about them, but like, you, you know what I mean? Lovely, lovely. I was the only one that was going into a gym and stuff like that, like, do you know what I mean? So they were like, just go in, you're young, like, just go and do your PT. So mm-hmm. it was kind of them as well that kind of got me, like, the decision as well to, yeah. to, to leave. So when I left and I was like, I went from being really busy to then like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, having like, many, like, it, like eight hours spare in the day to, to do anything. But then them eight hours were hours when I started pushing my social media a lot. Um, so yeah, obviously I, I was quite sneaky at this finance company because I was doing like programs at work on their computer. 
they come on dinner breaks and like sneakily doing after like an email or something. So yeah. I don't know how I, 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 I don't know how I didn't get something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they must have liked you. That's the thing, though. You make you make it work. You you briefly touched about your parents there. Were they a big influence on kind of you going down that self-employed personal trainer and pushing your passion the passions where they always kind of backing you and supporting you? Yeah, they definitely didn't want me to stay on on this finance company because I wasn't very happy at all. I yeah. feel like once it's same with any like job that you stay with, as soon as you get comfortable, you don't oh. you haven't got that risk. Like you, you you don't get that push to go anywhere. So I think my parents helped me in a way, like pushing me out of that to then start doing stuff myself. And I think it's it's helped me in a way. So. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's weird how like you mentioned it there. Once you get comfortable, that's like you, that's when you need to yeah. kind of you know you need to move on. It is because you always kind of strive for something, and then when you get to that something, there's always that something else that you need to do. Like, especially when you kind of have that, like, like you're addicted to something that you loved. There's never like, right, once I get 10 clients, I'm going to be happy. You get the 10 clients, right, I want 20. Once you get the 20, like, I want to keep on yeah. pushing kind of thing. Like, if, if you're yeah. in something, you get that kind of feeling, you know you're in the right thing. Whereas, like, you see a lot of people that do their nine to five jobs and they're just kind of happy. They might get a little pay rise every so often. But, yeah, if it, like... I think it depends on what type of personality you have. Not to say not to say nine to fives aren't great for some people. They probably suit people a lot because they are a little bit more secure and stuff. It depends on your personality, yeah. like I said. But it does take. It is a lot. I, I, I found there say was it's no, a lot tougher. Wrong, you said. Yeah, I feel like there was no progression in that company either, and I was like, I think a lot of people there were like for like twenty five years. They were doing exactly the same job. I was just like, how are they doing it? It's like they're being, they go nine or five, go home, come back for the next day for 25 years. I was yeah. like, no, that's just not me at all. So like, even when I was at JD, like I went on like supervisor courses, I went on the managers courses for that, just because I wanted to like, as soon as I'm in something, like I may stay there for like a month and I'm like, well, I'm not happy. Like I want to do something else now. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I want to just progress constantly. And I feel like with that company, even if, even if I did progress, it was going from like foundation to like top level, like there was no in between. So it was, like, it was it was pretty hard to get to where I wanted to be in that company where where like the money was and stuff. So yeah, that was another thing that pushed me away from it. I was like, what's the point of being here if there's no progression? Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's, so yeah. that's that's what kind of like brings people into the self-employed world that constant like progression because whatever you as hard as you work, that's how hard you're going to get. Kind of thing. There's it's a never-ending progression progression in a sense. But oh, I had a point in my head then it's completely gone. But one thing I wanted to ask you was actually your grenade sponsorship sponsorship because they have the <laughs> nicest tasting protein bars in the world and i can't believe you're sponsored by them Do you want to talk about how um how that kind of came around came absolutely out of nowhere mate to be honest with you like i was just with walking to him from my like 6 a.m client i got an email off them saying hi sean um we've been looking through instagram for the past like two or three weeks and um, would you be interested in coming down to a pop-up store and we'll have a chat and i look and i was like I didn't reply for like two or three days. I was like, what? Like, this is just spam. This. I was like, this is just not. And, and then for two or three days later, they emailed me again saying, hi, Sean, like, just let you know it's Beth. Um, like, I haven't heard from you yet. Like, it's, it's this Sunday. It was like on a Wednesday or something like that. It was, uh, uh, so I emailed them back and so I was like, look, here's my number. I was like, if they ring me, then they're like, then they're legit. Um, so I put my number down on the email and then like two or three hours later, they literally rang me saying like, Hi, it's Beth. Like, do you want to come down? I was like, what? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, but this is like, oh, this is around my birthday. So it was last November when they kind of like picked me up in a way. Um, and I've never been to London before. So this is down in Shoreditch where this pop-up was. And I was just like, 
I'm going down on my own to like somewhere that I've never been before and when it could be just an absolute con. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, I looked at the train tickets and it was like 80 quid for a return. And I was like, that's actually not even that bad. And I was like, you know what it is? If it's down there and it's nothing, it's, I've got to be out of it. You know what I mean? So it was on a Sunday, got down there and went to Shoreditch. And then I was like, I got to this pop-up store and it was there, like grade and stuff like this. And I was just like, cool. And like, you know, Nathan McCallum, um, who, uh, the Australian who who, who does uh, Gymshark. And my yes, I think I know. Small, small, small lads, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got and you've you got Elliot Burton as well. They were like standing or something. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> like this is quite cool. This. Um, so I walked in. And I was like, look, is is Beth in? Like expecting them to be like, who's Beth? Do you know what I mean? And then like some guy was like, oh, are you Sean? I was like, what? Um, <laughs> so and she was like, oh, she's, she's literally just outside in the phone. And I was like, all right. So I walked out and she was like, give us a wave and whatnot. And she just like gives a hug and stuff, and it was like nice to meet you and stuff. Like I'm glad you've like you've came. And I was like, oh, it took us ages to come from Newcastle. And she was like, you came from Newcastle? She must have thought I was living in like London. Yeah. And I was like, no, no. Like after I've just took like a three hour train journey to come down here, and she's like, right, come with me now. And then there was like there was like a what do you call it? like a seminar type of thing. So Elias and this guy called Nathan was like talking about the gym and whatnot and how to lift properly. And I was sitting there and I was like. I know, like, what am I doing here? Like, I know exactly what they're talking about. Uh, like, because obviously I do this for a living. Um, so obviously Beth came up to his next and I was like, oh, how did you find out? I was just like, oh, away. Like, if I'm not being honest, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I knew everything they were saying. I think it was a bit of, I didn't say it was a waste of time, but I was just like, I kind of knew what he was talking about. And he was just like, oh, it's fine. But we just really wanted to come down. I like, we want to talk to you. So they took us in a room and stuff like that. And they gave us loads of freebies and that. And we're like, look, we're really interested in the partnership if you want one. And I was just like, like, right. <laughs> um, so actually, to be fair, at that at the time, I was like, I'll think about it because, like, obviously everything was just like, whoa, like, yeah. So I was just like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a thing and whatnot. So like, walked around London. But what, what was the funny part was like the seminar literally lasted about half an hour. So my train, I got there for nine o'clock. The seminar wasn't until one o'clock. So I was walking around on my own for four hours. Lasted half an hour. My train wasn't ten o'clock like on the evening. So I had another like eight hours just by myself, and I was just like, "What am I doing here?" Like, around, <laughs> um, oh, it was just so exhausting. Like, cause obviously I had no one there, so like, like socialized with. So I was just by myself, and my headphones died, and then I was just like, "What am I doing?" Like, um, so I've actually in within that eight hours, I just like messaged them on Instagram saying like, "Thanks for the opportunity and whatnot," and then they were like, "Look, are you really interested in this partnership?" And I was like, "Yeah." So they sent me like an online document thing to sign then. Yeah, it's crazy then, how things like that happen, though. Mental, like mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, I think it's the way you come across on social media. I think if you don't come across like you like the know it all, I think that I think companies like that really take notice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think if you're um, generally if you come across as if you're generally trying to help people and give advice to people, the companies yeah. will, will naturally see that. That's why I think yeah. we talked about it right at the start, like being yourself and not trying to force yourself. Because yeah. in the fitness industry, it is so easy to like go down the stereotypical route of like trying to be really exaggerated and enthusiastic on yeah. camera and stuff. And if you're not like that naturally, like one, it's going to be like hard to maintain long term. And two, like yeah. people are going to be able to see like, like what's this guy doing? Just completely be yourself. And I think people, especially with what fitness, the fitness industry is like now with YouTube and social media and everything, you can kind of, people can actually buy into people's personalities and your personality comes across and it's almost as if like people know you, like I've met, I've been to like expos and stuff and met kind of 
the social media influencers that I looked up to and then you speak to them they're like you're exactly like what you are in your videos and stuff like that and then yeah but then if you go and see someone else who who maybe is being a bit fake and then you go and speak to them that are a bit maybe a bit shady or a bit not like they are then then people are going to kind of catch on to that so obviously fair play to yourself You've obviously took the opportunity, got the opportunity, and you, you've seized it. To be fair, so serious question though: What's your favourite flavour, grenade bar? And um, they just released a new one. Well, actually, well, the, the the new one is strawberries and cream, but the one they released before that was salted caramel. It, I literally white. have boxes of that upstairs. Is it the white chocolate? Um, and, uh, no, no. So it's, oh, it's. I haven't had the salt and caramel one. You know, so I haven't had that. If you like Mars, if you like Mars bars. They are literally the spitting double of a Mars bar. Like they don't even taste like a protein bar at all. Like oh. absolutely amazing. Like you need to, you need to try them. Yeah, I'm, I've bought a box. I've got a box with the, was it the white chocolate salt, the peanut ones? Yeah, yeah. Those peanut ones. They're, yeah. they're, they're up there. They're up there. I, I remember my yeah. point, so I quickly put it down on my notes. So you talked yeah. about before how, like, with your busy schedule, you were, you're doing your PT in the morning, you were doing your nine to five, then you were doing PT at night time, and then training. And then obviously now you've you've kind of you're not doing your ninety five anymore, so you've got a bit more time to yourself being self employed. Do you find it quite hard to kind of switch off? Do you feel that your brain's kind of maybe always active and thinking kind of thing, and maybe at night time or when you have that own down downtime, you do find it hard to kind of switch off. Um, I always allow like a day to switch off to like literally not do anything with social media or nothing. Um, it's usually on a Sunday. Um, but the, obviously at the start, I didn't have time to kind of sit back and do nothing. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, I just came from a, obviously I was earning like a decent amount of money this apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. So like not having that at all. So I had to try and get that money back what I was earning there and my PT. So I kind of had no downtime at all. Obviously, I need to try and get my name out of there as much as possible. So I was quite new to like to the to the business or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I know I didn't, I was working absolutely non-stop. And then I went through a phase where I was like, I'm pretty happy. Um, I was more focused on myself more than I was getting clients, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got to about, I think, start, it might be in the start of this year where I was like, you know what it is, this year is going to be my year where I'm just going to crack on. So like every single day I've just been trying to like push my name out there as much as possible with social media. And then obviously COVID hit. And this mm-hmm. doesn't hit, like it's just knocked back everything. But that's helped me a lot with social media, get my name out there. I don't know about yourself, but yeah. I feel like with social media, it's just absolutely skyrocketed up. Mm-hmm. Um and I found it, I find it hard to get clients around this time because obviously I feel like with outdoor PT, it's not that great. But with, with the equipment that you've got, like it's, it's good. Yeah, I'm quite like, fortunate. You know I mean? yeah. yeah, but I feel like these PTs that have like no equipment, like they find it really hard. Do you know what I mean? But I haven't really mm-hmm. pushed it. I've just kept with my same clients. But what I find with myself, I don't really put my clients much on my social media. And so it's just the way I kind of come across. Like I just want to have that for myself. Um, I know I should be like, kind of pushing it in a way but um to be fair i think, some, I think I, some clients would actually like that though to be fair yeah like if you if and mine are quite like they're in like 30s and 40s and i don't think they would like appreciate me doing that on social media i was just like but mm. when they come in for a consultation i always get them to sign saying would you like like if an odd film done for you do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. um and if they say no then i'm like fine like, fair enough so i always get their permission if they, if they want me to film them and stuff so um, obviously the majority of the older ones go like no, no. <laughs> do you know what I mean like they just they want to obviously they pay an X like they pay an X amount of money for me to train them in a private studio like they don't really want to be filmed and stuff but my younger clients they, they couldn't care like yeah I think the <laughs> young ones <laughs> like it you know I get like young like I've a few young footballers oh Bernie can you send us that video or oh, Bernie can you send us that picture oh, yeah. of I'm just like yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. 
they love it so yeah. i think the way that you've kind of got it out i quite like how you kind of keep it to yourself kind of thing it's also like a little mystery yeah. because i think i'm probably bad for it in a sense that i kind of put a lot of information like a lot of it's not free it's i enjoy doing it which is why i, I keep doing it but like a lot of free sessions um like yeah. whatever i train or like what i train my clients i always put in like what i've been doing with them but i think it's kind of good like you have to kind of have that element of like not mystery but like you're not giving away kind of your what what you're doing because then it's so yeah. easy for pts and stuff like anybody could copy could copy each other uh, which isn't a bad yeah. thing in a sense i think if you copy something but kind of put your own spin on it there's nothing wrong with that but somebody could literally just be sitting on social media following you and just like right right that's your session there i'm going to do that with my clients tonight right that's another yeah. session and just going through exactly. the whole kind of thing yeah. so i like kind of kind of how you do that but yeah. your social media is obviously grown quite a bit over lockdown what have you been doing like consciously kind of thinking about during this phase i know we're kind of hopefully coming to the end of it um but in terms of social media what have you been working on with yourself definitely the quality been, yeah you've been working with joe a little bit joe gray i've seen he does some good, yeah, good um, content just recently to be honest but i used to be a bit of a photographer myself so like a lot of my content i got obviously i've taught my mate how to do it and then i've done all the editing i mean editing i've I literally like put the contrast up and the clarity up a little bit just to sharpen it. that's pretty much all i do but like with the videos and stuff he's like he's like he's a better he's a better videographer than me now but then i, I needed someone who like did everything like from scratch so that's why i got in touch with joe and i was like look mate like just do your thing and stuff like that so he came in like literally a few days ago obviously and then we just and just did like a like a quarantine video in a way and we'll just kind of let him do his thing and we're training and whatnot so it was actually quite a nice bit of like normality in a way yeah um that's a good thing about private studios you can go in and film but if you're in a commercial gym i find it quite hard because then you're gonna have the permission off the gym for like yeah. members to allow like so there's pros and cons about private gyms and commercial gyms i think private gyms are a lot more expensive to work in um but with commercial gyms you kind of you've got everyone coming through the door so you've got potential clients coming in every single day do you know what i mean mm -hmm. but yeah i could yeah. i don't like training in a commercial gym so i didn't want to work in no, one, so I, I, know, I know that's the thing with me yeah. so like with mine I, I just knew i needed a job straight away and i literally just went into this gym and i'm enjoying it to be fair because my first pt job and I, I say to people it's quite a good especially if you're completely new to the personal like training industry like and you want to build a bit of confidence maybe you are forced into that scenario where you have to talk to people like on mic so i do like two eight hour shifts which i have to do and i you're forced to like do programs with people inductions you're forced to people like speak to people one on like, one on one and then yeah. you kind of build like learn how to build like get clients and build your confidence and stuff from that which i've really enjoyed like i think i might i, I could have went into like a, the private kind of the way that you have and done all right but obviously i don't know that but i think what i've learned through commercial gyms and stuff especially being forced to do classes and i quite enjoy the classes which is why i probably want to go down like group training route down the down the down the line as well because okay. i've been i've been doing a bit like during lockdown with my clients and just doing like small group stuff so i've been enjoying that but like, like i said i think it's good that you can go down that route and also if you are in a commercial gym like you mentioned before you probably don't need to push if you aren't big on social media and you're not that type of person who wants to like take pictures every so often or like be on the phone yeah. and editing stuff if you're that you're not really good at that or you don't really enjoy that then i think commercial gyms probably are the best way to go because mm. you pick up your clients face to face and word of mouth rather yeah. than like if you do go like the self-employed route it probably is a little bit tougher and you have to be i think realistically you're probably probably 75 80 percent of the time you probably have to have some sort of social media presence yeah you kind of pick up your clients that way 
but it is, yeah. it is a, it's a saturated market now. It's a very saturated market. I think the more that you can do, the better. Uh, that's what I'm see- trying to stand out. That's why I, like, I, I usually just tend to keep to myself. Like, as I say, I don't put anything with my clients on there unless it's like a transformation or it's like a nice um, like feedback or whatever like that. You know what I mean? But apart from that, like, I just try and just communicate. So communicate with people on there. And stay. to be fair, it's a sad world we live in now. Like, having yeah. to, like, go through Instagram and, like, people's pictures and comment on them. And, like, like it's, yeah. it's proper sad. Man. I'm not going to lie. But it, literally, it like, works. That's a thing. It gets, it gets your name out there more. Mm. Um, but... <sighs> I was going to say something there and I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to touch on like getting yourself out like you because you've started your, you started your YouTube now, haven't you? I've seen you started that a while ago. Yeah. It's just weird talking <laughs> to the camera. It's just, I found it so looking back, like, I mean, I've, I don't know how many videos I've done that, but I started mine literally 1st of January was my first video. Yeah. I was so awkward, like really awkward. Like, I mean, I'm still not great yeah. now, but like that's another thing that kind of helps build your confidence and also put your, put your name on there. So I've seen a few of your videos. <laughs> Just so stepping out of your comfort zone. Like you need to take risks. You need to just like you need to step out of your comfort zone to then be like, actually, this isn't too bad. But it's that like push of like someone. When I first started filming myself, like my mate was like, as soon as that camera goes up in your face, you're like, uh, you just like and try not to say M all the time because you don't want to sound like you're just making oh. it up. Like you need to be like fluent all the time. So if you're just like M, but um like people really notice that but in your yeah. head you might not be thinking you're saying it so when you yeah. look back you're like how many times did i just say m <laughs> and i feel like with me it wasn't m it was um oh what was it man it was every video everyone was like would you stop saying this it was like oh, yeah, I, say, I say like quite a bit but talking about the m thing <laughs> yeah. do you know who tm cycles is thomas moore yes yeah yeah he, yeah he, I think in one of his podcasts, he talks about that. He literally, like, he's trained himself not to say M because it sound, makes him sound, yeah. un, like, unintelligent. And his, the way he provides his service, he wants, uh, like, if you watch the videos and the way that, like, his Instagram so set out, it's very kind of high quality. That's why he's kind of, yeah. like, he kind of, he wears, like, a lot of, like, designer gear and stuff like that. But he wants, if he, he says to himself, if I'm, if I'm looking high quality, if I'm kind of presenting my way, this sort of like high quality, high fashion way. It's effort, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, all my all my Instagram's clean, like my YouTube videos are clean, my editing's clean kind of thing. Then he can um, he can sell a higher, they have this sort of M there straight away. He can provide, <laughs> a, he can provide a higher higher cost product, like provide a higher cost service, I should say, for people to buy. So he can charge them higher prices. That's what his mentality was. Like he's got his members site now and stuff with, one and a half thousand plus people on it and stuff like that but he's yeah he's kind of built that which i think works for a lot of people then there's other people like i'm trying to think josh bridgman an example he talks about it he's yeah. not kind of going for that high high cost he's just going for like general he just wants to try and yeah himself kind of thing. depends what type of person you are it's just wherever like you feel comfortable so if you mm-hmm. see if you see someone like you look up to you don't want to if you don't want to obviously say christian guzman for example like his yeah. All his stuff is absolutely mint, but you might want to go through that. But if you don't enjoy that, then it's not going oh. to work for you. Do you know what I mean? It might look good, but if you don't actually enjoy doing it, then it's not going to work. So you need to find something that's like that's going to fit your style. Do you know what, what I mean? You but can I think, maintain, yeah. I feel like if you put too much effort in, I think it's it's very noticeable because you mm. put too much into it, and you're just like, what the hell's going on? So I I just keep mine dead simple and just dead eye catching. So the website I've just done now, have you seen my website or not? Yeah, so, it's decent. It's decent. Yeah. 
So I've just updated it again. So it's just nice and simple and it's just eye cash and there's nothing like in your face or nothing like that. You know what I mean? It's just dead easy to go through. Um, that's just the type of style I do. See, with, like, with my photos and stuff, I don't put too much on them. I just make them as realistic as, realistic as I am. Yeah, that's like that's what I went. I've kind of went. Those you know, I've kind of went with like the black and white theme because that's just me. Literally, if oh, yeah. it's, it's it's weird me wearing grey. To be fair, this is a weird colour for me. Where, but I'm literally just black and white. That's just me. I yeah. don't don't really put a lot of colour. Literally, all I wear gym is literally gym clothes that are going to be black or white or maybe grey. That's probably as far as I go. But like like you said, just be yourself, and it's also kind of. It's your own sort of identity in a way. And if you are trying to be someone that you're not, then that identity, you're not going to be able to maintain it. And like you said before, if you, if there's something that you enjoy, you're probably going to be able to maintain it for a longer period rather than yeah. putting all this effort and working so hard on something, then you're probably going to burn yourself out as well. Yeah, um, exactly. And if you're not enjoying something, like I don't really see the point in doing it. If you don't, like there's going to be times like that you might not want to do something so much, but you know once you do it, you're going to be like, right, I knew why I did that. I feel good for doing it. So, yeah. oh, some good topics there. So we'll wrap up. We'll finish off with the, the three questions which I've I've sent over to you. So first question: three people that you would like to invite round for dinner or coffee. I mean, we briefly spoke before the start of the podcast. You said I don't want to invite everybody round for dinner. <laughs> so is is it is this celebrity or is this like this can be people anybody in the world, anybody. past or present as well? I should have I should have put on the notes past or so present. number. Number one would be definitely Guzman because I think he's got such a good worth ethic, like good worth ethic. I can't even say it. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, that one. Just like business terms and just like his overall attitude, I think it'd be really good. Um, and just I learned a lot from him, just the way like business terms. So just talking to him for like an hour, two hours, I would just learn so much. And just kind of, obviously he, he inspires me a lot to what I do now. Um, I watch his videos constantly, do you know what I mean? Um, so there's him, probably Ross Edgley. Um, just the way his attitude is as well. Um, he's just he's happy all the time, and I surround myself with people who are happy. Do you know what I mean? Like I keep my close mates to myself. That's it. Like I literally got one mate that I keep close to constantly. Um, like I would trust him with like my bank deals. Do you know what I mean? Like I just like you always got to have that like person that you really trust. Um, apart from that, I just kind of keep to myself. And then number three, oh man. I'm trying not to pick celebrities in a way because like it's got to be one. What have I said? So there's Christian Guzman, Ross Edgley. Oh, I don't know, man. This is hard. This no, is pressure. hard question on the on, <laughs> on the spot. I know. To be fair, like you can pick anybody. You can pick like, your dad if you want. If you like, if you want to have another conversation with your dad at over dinner, then you can. I'll probably see my grandma and granddad because obviously I haven't seen them in a very long time. Um, yeah, so just spend some like just just quality time with them too. I know that's yeah. two, but yeah. Hey, they come. Uh, with, yeah. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. I know it's crazy. Like yeah. what lockdown is doing. Like I think it's brought like yeah. me closer to my family and everybody because and it kind of shows yeah. what uh, like you talked about not having like loads of friends, just having like kind of one or two yeah. are really close. Yeah, I feel yeah. like this period's kind of shown that, and maybe the ones that you connected to and stayed in touch with. And maybe supported you a little bit more. A bit I was going to say that it shows. Truly. It shows that the people who do care you have actually got in touch with you through this time. I feel like the people that you think cared about you haven't actually spoke to you since. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So it just shows actually who who does care about you. Do you know, what I mean? and that's what I've found with this lockdown. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Definitely. You just, once you surround yourself with people who are like same mentality, yeah. same kind of passions yeah. and stuff, 
you're only going to grow as well because they're only going to push you. So that's a good four good people there. So I have to change it to four people. But <laughs> next one, we'll go three people who you'd want to train with. So as I say, going back to Guzman, and uh, there's that yeah. one I would say C bum so Chris Bumstead, absolute monster. Like he's like the type of physique that I want to go for is like the classic physique because yeah. he's tall, small waist. And I think I would learn like even just for like an hour training with him, I think it'd be absolute goals. Mm-hmm. Um but like so you've got like Guzman who's like the business side, I would train with C bum for like the, the, the training side of it. Yeah. Um and then probably to train with I'm probably someone who doesn't do the same stuff I do. So like I'm more like the bodybuilding type thing. So same like person like yourself, like the football kind of style training yeah. and like explosiveness. Like I quite like that. So going back to like my tennis days, it'd be it's obviously it's very explosive um, on your toes all the time. Mm-hmm. And like like the athletic kind of style. So I'll probably pick you, mate. So oh, right? mate, I'm Me and you, Seabrook and on a session that would be. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see uh, I'd love to see like Bumstead do like an email or something or like some like box jumps and then going into like I don't know like, a salt bike absolutely killing I'd love oh, to 260 pounds doing a box jump yeah absolutely not. but to be fair <laughs> Guzman and Siebel are probably the two most picked people and Arnold I think are probably they're like yeah. the top ones that people have picked so some be some yeah. session to, to have with them yeah. too so the last one would be one thing that you'd say to yourself five years ago do something that you want to do straight away so if you have something in your mind that you want to do um, don't wait on it so like I said at the start of the video um, waiting for the money I had money there but it was just it was I just didn't want to spend that money with mm-hmm. and then like right now I could have been maybe two or three years more experienced than PT do you know what I mean like uh-huh. so just I think just taking the risk and just go for it especially when you're living at home just, just do it like don't think about it because you're just going to be miserable in the same job and what's the point? And if you're going to leave anyway, what's the point of being there for another two or three years? Like, I think yeah. so. I'll probably, I'll probably say that. Exactly, mate. Solid advice. So just to finish off, do you want to shout out your social media, where people can find you, your website and stuff as well? Yeah, so everything's just Sean Evans PT. Um, so my website is pd.co.uk. My Instagram is just Sean Evans PT. And then Facebook could be, yeah, just Sean Evans PT. <laughs> Pretty pretty easy yeah you've got a discount code for grenade beer as well because i to be fair i should have I, I should have used that for grenade bars i've been stupid i haven't yeah. used it 25 percent off there you go Great. so both buy them get them yeah. both by now but mate that was a brilliant episode thanks for coming on yeah first one there we go so thank you for listening to the full episode if you've made it this far and thanks again sean for coming on Really good guest, like I said before, really down to earth guy. So definitely check him out on social media and use his discount code for them grenade bars. Do not forget that. So that's it for this episode. Thank you very much again for listening. If you haven't already, follow me and Sean on Instagram. My own Instagram is Brendan Pearson Fitness. If you really enjoyed this episode, share it on your story, tag me and Sean in it. Make sure as well, if you haven't already, get subscribed for the podcast. That We'll be trying to get weekly episodes out, at least maybe even two episodes in the future. And if you really, really enjoyed the podcast, remember to leave a five-star review and a little comment down below. That would mean a lot. And one last request. If you haven't already shared this podcast with a friend, that would mean a lot. Just send it over to them. Send a podcast that you think they would really enjoy get them to listen to it and get them to give me some feedback. That would mean the world. So thank you very much again for listening. This has been Process.